is a concept that is still a little hard to grasp. Isha eventually steered towards meditation to not only strengthen her mind but also deal with overlapping health issues. Come, let's listen to Isha's story. So my name is Isha Chopra. I am an actor and a writer. So I was always a creative kid. I um was always involved in some kind of arts, crafts, music, theater, things like that. I had a very supportive childhood in terms of I was pushed to definitely explore whatever gifts and talents I might have and I wasn't pushed so hard into things I didn't like to do. And my mom put me into a children's theater group when I was very very young. I wasn't shy but I was a very reserved kid. As a kid I used to kind of you know skunk around and I was a bit of a loner and I really just I think uh, my mom told me that uh, the only thing I ever wanted as a child was to be left alone. I think I spent a lot of my childhood not wanting to be seen. So I wasn't a very extroverted kid. I was actually supremely introverted and I think I started to kind of grow out of that in my teens a little bit and then college and then um, here I am now now I can't stop talking. I think my awareness of mental health which uh, came very early in my life mostly because I went to college in America I went to an art school in New York there were four roommates there were four of us uh, living in a flat and you know I remember next door there were these three guys that we were friends with and the, you know the seven of us used to hang out together a lot and at one point I think I was maybe 17 or 18 years old uh, we were all sort of sitting together and you know just like having dinner and someone said something about some medication that they were on and someone said something about the medication that they were on and suddenly i realized that out of the seven people i'm the only one who's not on medication you know we were 18 years old and suddenly i was like is this for real that everybody in here is on something what happened that uh, they needed to be put on meds but uh, what that moment did for me was it made me realize that a lot of people are not okay and these were some of my best friends i mean three of these people i lived with and the other three lived next door So my awareness of what happens to people, you know, I've had two, three of my best friends have had eating disorders. There's so much of it that I've seen firsthand at very, very close quarters that I've sort of been aware of all of this for a long time. Now, where this is relevant is that I was not aware of what was going on with myself. I was raised by a very strong set of parents. I was always like, you know, like a good kid. So I kind of was raised with this sort of understanding, you know, which that listen, you know, if a small thing happens, you still have to show up. But I think what it kind of did for me was that it made me think that no matter what happens to me, I got to be there, I got to show up and I got to be strong. I sort of realized that the most part of my early 20s, I probably had stuff going on that I was not aware of because I was so concerned with keeping it together. I didn't want to be like all the other people around me that were breaking down. And um I think what happened was that I was not aware of my own breakdowns that were happening probably. I was about 23 when I got diagnosed with a slip disc. and i had no idea why that happened you don't think it's such a back problem at that, that age and i spent about 6 or 8 months not being able to get out of bed properly 
because I was in physical pain all the time. You know, I'd had no accident. I'd, I'd not worked out extra in the gym. Nothing had happened. When I got the MRI, the technician told me they're like, you know, this didn't happen right now. This accident, whatever it was, happened six months ago because your disc is dead. So it's just starting to hurt now. It's just a delayed reaction. But whatever has happened to you happened six months ago. I don't think I digested that depression properly. I just decided that I got to be strong. And so I sort of powered through and. When you're powering through something and you're not actually giving attention and awareness to an issue that you have, it starts to manifest in your body. And uh, when I became aware of this, which, uh, was when I sort of, you know, got onto a more spiritual path. I learned something called EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. I started to meditate. When you're doing that, and when you're in a more, more sort of a heightened state, what happens is that you become more aware, and you are aware of what's happening in your body. You're aware of like how your energy is moving. And then you have those answers. It comes to you. It presents itself to you, and you know that you have something to deal with. And I realized that I was trying to cure my slip disc with all the wrong methods. I was going to doctors, and I was going to acupuncturists, and you know, acupressure people. I even thought someone for a surgery, physiotherapy, everything. I just wouldn't get better. But I realized that there was some unresolved emotion sitting over there. And when I dealt with that, was when I actually began to heal. A lot of people say, "I can't meditate." I can't get my mind to stop thinking. The thing about meditation is that it's not about controlling your mind. It's about realizing that you have no control, and it's about surrendering to that. So what happens is that if you're meditating and thoughts are coming, 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 and in fact, it's when you shut your eyes and sit in silence that more thoughts come to you than in like regular life, and it feels very overwhelming in the beginning. But what you have to kind of realize, to me at least, with meditation, is that those thoughts will come and they will go. What the practice of meditation isn't about shutting down the thoughts. The practice of meditation is about removing your emotional engagement with those thoughts. So if the thought is coming, it's cool. It's like a boat is passing by. You don't need to get on it. Neither do you need to stop it from passing by. If you do it every day, or if you do it five times a week, you're going to get better results. You're going to get better at it. So we don't go to the gym and expect to lose five kilos right away, no? So why do we sit down and meditate and be like, oh, it didn't work? I'm not feeling peaceful. So practice like any other, and it's not about going higher. It's about going deeper. And you can let your thoughts wander and not try and control them, and that's enough for a meditation. You can be sitting on a train and just stare into space, and like you could be having a meditative moment. You could be doing it while you're cooking. You could be doing it while you're working. For me, when I'm working and when I'm writing, especially because that's when I'm alone, is um, where it's actually just like a moment which feels very divine to me because that is when I feel the maximum energy and awareness in me. You know when uh, when you think about crying or laughing or anything, these are all releases, right? But what happens when you cry? You hide your face, right? You hide your eyes. What happens when you laugh? You cover your mouth. These are things that we're taught to do. Don't let anyone see what's going on. What is the big deal? It's a cry. It's a laugh. We all do it. Anything that we do, which we're trained to believe is a private moment, is something that we think we need to hide. So whether it's extreme moments of sadness or extreme moments of joy, and they are the same. They're actually the same. What does that do when someone tells you that no one should see this? It makes you feel like you should be ashamed. So every time you actually deal with your emotions, you feel ashamed, and you feel like it's supposed to be something you're supposed to do alone. I think uh, my message to anyone when it comes to mental health and all of that stuff is honestly that stop taking yourself so seriously. They're just emotions, and they're just feelings, and they are not who you are. Thoughts, emotions, and feelings are just products of. Your mind, and what happens is that we take it very seriously. We invest ourselves in that. Everything that we're feeling—if you're feeling sad, then you are sadness. If you are feeling 
depressed then you think you are the depression if you feel anything you think that that's what you are that's not what it is you're so much more than that you're so much more than a random feeling or a passing thought but the more attention you give these things you start believing that that's who you are my message to people is that uh, it's really important that we don't keep holding ourselves together all the time we don't need to be like steel we don't need to be solid we don't need to be anything we just need to be open and we need to realize that uh, we're just a bunch of what are we we're just a bunch of molecules that are stuck together mm. you know and uh, that have chosen to be together in this body and then uh, literally every day you're shedding some cells that are becoming a part of something else nothing is getting created or destroyed right it's all the same that's just the order of the universe so why are we taking this so seriously <laughs> you know this is not to make anyone feel that like what they feel is not important but i think it's to realize that you are so much more important than your feelings and your emotions and your thoughts So this was Isha Chopra's story, an actor who is loved by all of us millennials. It was really heartwarming to see Isha open up about her own mental health concerns and how she eventually turned to meditation to power through and also empower herself. Just like Isha, a woman of steel for today, you all have stories that exhibit how powerful all of you are. We salute all you women who are regularly struggling with different different facets of their health but still are prioritizing it and eventually make it stronger, fitter and happier. If you would also like to share your story with us, then write to us at healthshots@hindustantimes.com, and we would love to tell your story to the world. Till then, this is Chaya Dabas signing off from Healthshot. Bye bye. You were listening to Healthshots, brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.